Good morning. I want to welcome you to our service of worship and to those who are watching online this morning. Welcome on this first Sunday after Christmas. Uh, our call to worship is found from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke, beginning at verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. May God bless this call to worship found in the second chapter of Luke. Let us open our hymn books to number 193, and as you are able to stand, let us sing together, as with gladness, men of old, number 193. Yeah. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son, Jesus Christ, was presented in the temple and acclaimed the glory of Israel and the light of the nations. Grant that in him we may be presented to you and in the world may reflect his glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who reigns and lives with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen and amen. Now let us greet one another this morning with the wave offering of peace. This morning, we're going to light a Christ candle, and I'm going to read first from the Gospel of John, the first chapter, John reflecting many years later as he wrote about Jesus and about whom Jesus was and what Jesus meant. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. As we continue to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, we light the candle called the Christ candle to remind us that Jesus is the light of the world and his light still shines even in difficult times and days. Let us pray. Well, gracious God, we do give you thanks for your servant John who bore witness to your son Jesus. Help us, mighty God, 
even in our daily lives, to bear witness to the true light of all the world, even Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen and amen. Well, as we go to God in our pastoral prayers this morning, several things that I want to share with you. I hope that for most of you, you were able to have a, a quiet, if not a pleasant Christmas. Uh, very different, again, for everyone. Uh, I understand that. Uh, Terry and I spent most of the day quietly and uh, we were able to, to see the grandchildren in the evening, and that was, of course, a great blessing. Uh, we have several folks who are, are having issues and family matters. I asked uh, your prayers for Sherry McKnight's mother, Anita, who is in the hospital at Baptist Kyerville. Uh, with what is probably pneumonia and is having very difficult time breathing. It is, she's tested negative for the virus. And so this is a, uh, another form of uh, just lung illness at this point in time. I ask your continued prayers for Lema's son, Andy, who was in the hospital for about a day and a half with blood clots in his abdomen and is now home being treated with the blood thinners, the same blood thinners that Lema was on back in November and uh, remains on. So ask your prayers for his continued healing. For Janie Carol Lawler, whose 98-year-old mother is in the last days of her life and uh, uh, is at home. And uh, just to give you an example of the, the strain on the hospitals, her case is an example. They took her to the hospital up around Union City, up near where she lives, and they had no room in the hospital for her and said, the closest hospital we can get your mother in is in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, you can either go there or take her home. And they just took her home. There was nothing really to do uh, for her at that point in time. And so I just asked your prayers for her. Uh, and others, you know, uh, we have uh, many of our uh, folks in retirement centers and uh, residences that are having difficult times. We have uh, over at Kirby Pines, we have family members and Joe Cooper, a member of our church is there at Kirby Pines and Kirby Pines continues to have some serious outbreaks there. Even now down the street at Germantown Plantation, they are having an outbreak there uh, in the uh, plantation as well as in most of the, the retirement uh, facilities and nursing homes in the greater metropolitan area. As you all know, yesterday, the new Safer at Home order went into effect for Shelby County. And uh, we are practicing that here. Uh, and uh, probably unless uh, more restrictions come on, we're able to continue to have very small Sunday services 
and uh, we'll see uh, as it progresses into next week. The church office will be open this week from uh, Monday through Thursday from 9 to 1, some modified hours. If you do have to come to the church, please uh, come in. Please be masked when you come in. And uh, whatever you might need, we'll try to do our best to, to handle the situation for you. So uh, those are some things. Uh, we all know that for Shelby County, this safer at home order goes through at least now the 22nd of January. And uh, so that is into uh, well into the month of January. And we'll have a better idea of any surges in the virus from Christmas, certainly by then, as we noticed uh, in December here from Thanksgiving. So uh, those are are some of the the many things. Let me ask you to continue to call one another and check on one another. Uh, it's very important, and it's just about the easiest way. Now, you all were very familiar with uh, the news on Christmas morning of the big explosion in downtown Nashville. If you are an AT&T customer, you have noticed that your service is having difficulty, and apparently some of the servers and some of the main fiber optic cables were destroyed in that explosion there in Nashville. Uh, my daughter and her family live north of Nashville in White House, and they still have no internet. They still have no AT&T telephone service uh, at all up in that part of uh, Tennessee. She told me that she got a message, because she can get online here, that the Walmart in her town in White House opened up, but they can only take cash. And then none of the ATM machines work up there because uh, they were on the AT&T system. So difficulties for a lot of people in that regard. So things to, to think about and uh, if you're having your travel up for any reason up to that area, need to be cautious in that regard. So many things, many concerns. Here we are, the last Sunday of the year 2020, and I know that most of us are going to say good riddance to 2020. Uh, kind of frustrating in that regard. Uh, I was reviewing this past week the session minutes for the last year, and everything was going pretty smoothly January and February, and then came March, and then Everything, you can just see it in the monthly session meeting minutes uh, of the course of this past year. So it has been a real challenge. And the new year is coming. We'll come in this coming week. And uh, when we meet next Sunday, we will be in the year 2021. Although we won't be much different than we are right now. So all these things. Well, let us bow our heads now and offer up our prayers today to the Lord. Gracious God, as we come now before you, we pray for many things. We have talked about many needs today, and 
more needs that each of us knows. And we uh, just at this point, Lord, we lift him up to you. In our minds, we can call upon names of persons and family members and neighbors, co-workers, colleagues, people who are in need this day, who are ill, who are sick, who are having difficulty, who are finding it difficult to make ends meet, who are burdened by being alone and isolated. To all these people, mighty God, to us, we lift ourselves up and we pray. And Lord, keep us. Help us. Help us to continue to move forward even in these difficult times. Lord, we pray. We pray especially this day for Sherry McKnight's mother, Anita, for Janie Carol Lawler's mother, who is gravely ill. We pray for Andy as he continues to recover from his blood clots. We pray for others who are ill and sick this day and others who are fighting the virus. We lift them all up to you. And yet, Lord, we also come to you this day and we praise you we praise you because we are able to worship. We praise you because we are sensing and we can tell your presence with us through the power of your Holy Spirit, through your word in the scriptures. Mighty God, it is a solace. It is a comfort. It is a means of grace to us that helps us and sustains us as we live these days. We pray for these things. We pray for our nation as we continue to go through this time of political transition. We pray for our president. We pray for our incoming president. We pray for our senators and our Congress and for the incoming senators and incoming Congress. We pray for the governors of the states and the mayors of the cities and all those who are working in the healthcare professions. We thank you for the vaccines that are rolling out and for those able to get them. And so, mighty God, we lift up to you these prayers here at the close of this year. And we ask them all this day in Jesus' name. And we add to them the prayer that Jesus has taught to us. And we say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Now, our scripture lesson for our sermon is in the second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. We've heard it. We've heard it read this Christmas Eve, and we're going to hear it again this morning. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and then uh, I'm also going to add verse 12 to it today. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And after they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and myrrh. And then twelve, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Again, may God bless the reading and hearing of his word from the Gospel of Matthew. Now this morning, I've entitled my sermon, The Roads from Bethlehem. Now, at the 1145 virtual Christmas Eve service, which I was tired, and as it went on, I noticed we had a very large group of people watching at 1145 on Christmas Eve, and I was heartened by that, and uh, uh, I talked to my dad. My dad confessed I didn't watch it until... Eight o'clock on Christmas morning, he said, but he watched it. But others stayed up and watched it. We had people watching in Georgia. We had people watching in Arkansas and Tennessee and Mississippi. We had people watching in Illinois and uh, maybe a couple of other places. I didn't catch all of the different places. So I was, I was very pleased with that. But at that service that night, I had entitled my message, The Road to Bethlehem. And I spoke about the road to Bethlehem this year and how difficult it was for all of us to get to this Christmas day and this Christmas season. In that sermon that night, I spoke about the road to Bethlehem having been started way back 
when Adam and Eve were thrown out of the garden. Once they were out of the garden, the road to Bethlehem had begun. And that is very much the truth. And how God's working and providential hand brought forth a people, a nation, the prophets, all who were on the road that would lead to Bethlehem, to the birth of God's Son, Jesus. And every year as the season of Advent begins and the season of Christmas and the celebration comes, we all uh, renew that journey to Bethlehem. You know, there are many Christians around the world, though not hardly any were able to do it this year because Israel is locked down. But many Christian pilgrimage pilgrims from around the world go to Bethlehem for Christmas Eve to the church of the Nativity where it is said that it is built upon the uh, stable where Jesus was born so many centuries and now millennia ago. Perhaps some of you have been to the church of the Nativity. But there was only the the priest and the pastors from various denominations, and there were just the local Christians who might have been able to go this year. And so that journey was very different for a lot of people. And for most of us, we were in our homes, maybe in the homes of family, but we were there as the journey to this Christmas began. And so, we were on that road and we made it. But we worshiped, we observed, we acknowledged in our minds, in our hearts, in our lives that Christmas had once again come and its afterglows still with us even now, this morning, lighting the Christ candle that we would have ordinary lit here on Christmas Eve. But we light it today. And so we're all dealing with that. Many, especially for those of you who decorated, it's beginning to weigh heavy on your minds. Oh, I have to undecorate. But still, not yet, but soon. But now, like the shepherds, now like the people of Bethlehem, now like the angels of heaven, now like the wise men from afar, we are preparing to leave Bethlehem on the roads to home and work and life. We are. You know, that night the angels came and sang. They didn't stay. It said, in Luke's gospel, and after they had told this marvelous thing, they departed back up into the heavens. Then the shepherds said, let us go to Bethlehem and find this baby. And they went and they saw and they were amazed. But then they left. The people, no doubt, every town had its midwives. No doubt the midwives had come and they had stayed and maybe some others there helping Mary. Maybe one stayed throughout the night and the next day. 
but most of the people had saw and went home. Then, in whatever time that the wise men took to come, they came and they saw and they worshiped. They presented gifts to the baby Jesus and his family. And then they were warned to not to go back to Herod, but to go home another way. And they went home another way. And so once we get to Christmas and we celebrate it, then comes the journey back, the roads from Bethlehem. And we are beginning that. But we do not begin it without something having happened to us as we get back on the roads to our everyday lives. Because Christmas came and because we celebrated it in small ways, maybe medium ways, but not too many great ways, we still celebrated. We have a renewed sense of God's purpose for life and for us. We sense that with God comes the light even in times of darkness. Even though the light of the sun shines today, we still feel the sense of darkness because of the time in which we live. But it is the light that shines in the darkness that we have now celebrated and remembered hearing the words of the Gospel of John, for he is the light. He is the light of the world. We have once again come to an appreciation that hope is not a byword of days gone by, but the promise of days to come. You know, everybody kind of gets tired as the year goes by and everything especially that has happened to us, illnesses and death, struggles, job loss, job business decreased, all these things, <laughs> trouble with schools and family. Sometimes it is easy to give up hope to not have any reason to look forward to tomorrow. But Christmas comes and it reminds us that God gave us hope in his son, Jesus Christ. Simeon, who was in the temple when Joseph and Mary brought the baby Jesus to do what the law required, took the baby up into his arms and he lifted him up and he praised God for, he says, here is the promise, the salvation you promised to your people. My eyes have seen him and now I can rest in peace. Christmas reminds us that God has sent his salvation into the world. And that even in the most difficult times, we can be at peace with ourselves and with God because of what God has done. It is a powerful thing. 
a renewed sense of God's purpose for us, knowing that God is the light in which we live our lives, that hope is still there. Now, this year of 2020 is a hard year that is ending. But as I've said, still we have, with God's help, we have persevered through. Not without loss, not without difficulty, not without separation, not without hardship, not without illness, not without death, but we have persevered. We are managing through the trials put before us. We are carrying on. We are still moving forward, sometimes at a very slow pace, but we are still moving forward. The baby born in Bethlehem endured through all the trials of life. He endured through all the trials of death so that God would raise him one day to be the new life. And that is what we have to remember. That though the trials of this life, we tarry through them, we have with us the promise, the assurance, the comfort of the one who was born, who died for us on a cross, who was raised up by his father, is the one that gives us purpose and life to live even now. This coming week, we'll send, see the end and the close of this year. It will be one that we will remember for both the trials and tribulations of it, for the good things that did happen in it, for the sorrowful things that burdened us. And a new year is coming. Though the season of the virus is still with us, even into the new year, it is a year that God will continue to work and to shape and to bless and to comfort and to give his people purpose and reason. So my friends, as we get on that road from Bethlehem and we begin to go back into whatever is normal now, know this, we have celebrated anew Jesus' birth into the world. And we carry with us back on the road to our lives and to our homes. The hope and the assurance 
of all God's promises and that God who has called us never forgets those he loves. Thanks be to God. As we close out this year, he is our God. And as we begin the new year, he is our God. Amen. If you would like to make an offering this morning, the offering plate is in the back and you can do so on the way out. If you would like to make an offering for this calendar year, those are due in by one o'clock on Thursday, December 31st. That's when the church office will be open. Uh, it will close at one o'clock that New Year's Eve. Let us pray. Well, gracious God, even now we give you thanks and praise for faithfulness in all its many forms and faithfulness to you, to one another, to your church. We praise you and give you thanks. Lord, accept our praise this day, the offerings we have given today and throughout this year. For we give these things in thanksgiving in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, as you are able, let us stand, and in your bulletin, you will find our affirmation of faith. Again, this month of December, we have been using Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Join with me now. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father." Our closing carol is number 217, Thou Didst Leave Thy Throne, number 217.
Friends, go from this place this morning in peace and hold strong to your faith. Have your eternal hope in Christ Jesus while showing his love to all that you meet. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, the peace and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you all this day. And I do pray forevermore. Amen.